Welcome to the Dry Bones Ministries podcast, where we strive to provide great preaching and teaching so that listeners will discover or rediscover the goodness, truth, and beauty of our Catholic faith. If you are interested in supporting the work we are doing, visit us at drybonespgh.org or follow us on social media at drybonespgh. Thanks for joining us. We hope that you are inspired, uplifted, and encouraged. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Dry Bones Ministries special podcast series episode on the Litany of Trust. My name is Father Adam Potter, and grateful, grateful to be back with you again. This is day eight, where we enter into the petition from anxiety about the future, deliver me, Jesus. I really believe this is one that most of us will be able to relate to and really be challenged by. The idea of not having anxiety about the future is certainly a temptation that our whole world in so many ways continues to offer us, that we can have security about the future. We can have these guarantees of the future as long as we're careful, as long as we plan, as long as we're safe, as long as we have the right connections and the right resources and are very careful, like then we can have this perfect future. And meanwhile, if we have a biblical perspective about the future, we realize that nothing is promised to us. Nothing is guaranteed. And so there really is this tension that we're given this incredible faculty of our mind, of our reason, to live not only in the present moment, but even to anticipate the future. And this is a gift. This is a a, a way that we can come to be virtuous about how we live now. The Lord tells us that those who are prudent with uh, their treasures will be given even more. Sorry, prudent with their talents. They will be given even more talents. And so for us to to take that seriously, and yet at the same time, not to fall into the the trap, the temptation that we can be the God of our future and always in, in control. So this will be a great one to enter into. I wanted to offer a, a verse that... Um, has been really powerful for me for a really long time. This is from the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Hopefully you've heard that verse before, and um, I would certainly invite you to commit it to memory. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not or rely not on your own insight or your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. I remember walking through the strip district with uh, a priest buddy of mine and we walked into a, one of the coffee shops and ran into someone there and he he was with his uh, buddy and son and he was just kind of excited to see two priests and like, Father, great to see you, whatever, um, what brings you here, yada, yada, yada. And then they kind of, the the one guy I could see was, you know, going through a, a tough time, he just kind of had that demeanor. And he said, Father, what's the word? It's like, what? <laughs> what's the word? I don't know if you've heard that expression before. I, I think of it as being a little bit more Protestant, like the word, right? The word, like a, a word of scripture or just a word of inspiration that you know, we can have in our hearts just to to keep us focused and keep us motivated. And 
the word that came to me was this one. And I said, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understandings in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. And this guy, this, you know, middle-aged man, just like, whew, like his whole just kind of demeanor changed. He just kind of like sunk a little bit. And he said, I really needed that. Thanks, Father. <laughs> like, amen, praise the Lord. You know, it's like, but I think we all need that too. Just that, that word of what it means to really trust in the Lord in all your ways and to always acknowledge him and to really believe that by leaning not on ourselves, but in everything to lean on him. Isn't that a great image? To lean in on him instead of this self-reliance or always needing to stand on our own two feet, that we might be able to, to lean on him to support us and to lift us up. And when we do that, we trust that he will make straight our paths. So I just invite you as uh, we kind of reflect on on this day and think about where the Lord's inviting us to surrender our future to him, that where, where are the ways that we need to lean on him? And I can only imagine all the things that each and every one of you have on your plate with your own life, with your uh, own concerns about the future, about what's going to happen to your own life, uh, to your own self, to your own life, in your own family, maybe in your career, maybe in um, in your faith, in the, the church, or maybe just looking around at the world. And there can be so many reasons to really be concerned about the future and in all these ways to really feel like, I just am not going to be able to have control over it all. And that's right. You won't. And so where's the Lord inviting you to realize he's calling you just to lean into him so that he can really take those burdens, right? Those anxieties, those stresses off of you. And so that he can make straight your paths. This question from um, Sister Faustina that she asks, I guess she didn't ask, but it kind of came up in the story that she was telling about this young couple who went through this really tough reality with cancer and that question of, is God asking too much? Is God asking too much? And to think about that, that it's just a great introspective question for all of us, right? When's the last time that you felt like that, that it was too much, what God was asking you, looking at uh, your family, looking at the responsibilities, looking at the uncertainty of the future, and, and to just really feel like, Lord, I can't take anymore. And sometimes there's this cliche that God never gives us more than we can handle line, right? Of imagining you've all heard that. And sometimes that's reassuring. Other times that's incredibly infuriating. It's like, well, I wish you didn't think so highly of me, right? Like you've got me all wrong. You don't understand. And I would want to say we would want to certainly affirm where that comes from. It comes from, as we spoke about before, God's providence, God's omnipotence, and God's omniscience, that he, he knows everything and he, he knows us even better than we know ourselves and, and really gives us opportunities to expand what we think we're capable of to actually move us beyond this threshold of comfort and safety so that we can learn to really rely on him. That's all true. At the same time, it, it can be really... Um, I don't know, patronizing kind of a, a thing, a thing too. Like he never gives you more than you can handle. It's like, 
kind of, or or maybe he does, right? Maybe, like maybe he really does give us more than we can handle, and it um is just really feels like too much. Um, I I can just be honest and tell you I relate to this particular prompt about surrendering anxiety about the future in in so many ways. One example that I'd love to share with you is just how coming into the priesthood, one of my greatest fears was public speaking. And I think a lot of people who have come to know me maybe find that hard to believe. Like, I don't even heard you give talks or homilies or here you are doing this podcast. And it's like, right, the Lord worked an incredible miracle in my life. But coming into seminary, I've just always been terrified of public speaking, right? Like I didn't become a priest because I love to be a public speaker and I love to give talks or it's like, that's not, that's not it. It's like, if anything, that was my reasoning for why the Lord had the wrong guy. And one of the things that caused me so much anxiety was thinking about, I'm going to have to give a homily, not just every single weekend, every single day priests have to celebrate a daily mass and to give a daily homily. And then what happens whenever there's a funeral too? And then you have to give another funeral and maybe you have a wedding on the same day. And so you have to give a, a another homily and then the vigil mass comes. And then like, Lord, I'm not going to make it. This is like, that was my exact line. This is too much. I'm not going to be able to, to handle this. And I remember taking that to my spiritual director after prayer and really thinking this was a clear cut reason why I was not called to be a priest. And she said, Adam, what about instead of thinking about all of the homilies that you'll have to give in your entire priesthood all at once, um, what about thinking about just like the next homily, just this daily mass homily? Can you give a reflection for 60 seconds on the gospel just this next day? I was like, whoa, 60 seconds. Um, um, well, mm, uh, yeah, I, I guess I could do, yeah, my, I'm sure I could do that and trust that the Lord will give me something. And he's like, and and then what about just one more the next day? I'm like, okay, I think I see what you're doing. right. And that was huge for me just to appreciate instead of considering the whole speculation about the future of every single homily that I would ever have to give and the worst situation that could ever happen about called here, called here, and then the impromptu, hey, Father, why don't you give us a like inspri- inspiring talk. It's like, huh, what about just trusting that in this next moment, in this next talk that you have to give, that you'll be able to do it. And that was huge for me just to be able to, to bring it not into the indefinite speculative future, but just in the now or in the right here in the right now, I can choose to trust in him and I can believe that he'll give me what I need. And yeah, I hope that can be a uh, a, yeah, a source of encouragement for you or maybe a, a way that you can apply it to your own life and instead of thinking about all the things that you have to do in the upcoming weeks and months, like what about just today? What are the, the next things that you can do reasonably and trust that tomorrow you can wake up and handle them then? From anxiety about the future, deliver me Jesus. How do we live with trust regarding the future? Sister Faustina says at the top of page 53, Trust is looking at the days and years ahead as the unraveling of the gift of my life for Jesus. 
and at the end of my life I will have given it all back to him. I love that. I love that. Trust is looking at the days and years ahead as the unraveling of the gift of my life for Jesus. That if I can really look at at the future, not as this uh, great, scary, unforeseen, uncertain of future of tests and trials and tribulations. Like living in trust means that I come to see tomorrow and the next day and the next day after that are all incredible opportunities for the Lord just to reveal all the ways he's inviting me to give myself to him and to give myself to those other people that he's brought before me. And and yeah, at the end of my life to be able to look back and hopefully have in trust and surrender, given it all to him beautiful. May we have that perspective. From anxiety about the future, deliver me, Jesus. I loved the scriptural piece that she invited us to consider, and it is the Christmas mystery, the idea that time is not evil. And so whatever we think about anxiety about the future, what's going to happen, what's going to be demanded of us. And she said, consider the fact that when we look at baby Jesus, in the Christmas scene and in the story of how he became man, was born to Mary and Joseph in that stable in Bethlehem, that he who created time and space chose to willingly submit to it and that we may likewise see the richness he found in it. This is really important that, that the Lord time and time again, he doesn't call us to something that he himself is not willing to undergo himself. And he paves the way, right? So in this trust that we might willingly follow after him, follow after him. One of the the things about this, though, is that this doesn't mean that this is all going to be then warm and cozy and, yeah, okay, I'll follow Jesus and everything's going to work out. Um, Jesus is intense and he's fierce in his complete surrender to the Heavenly Father. I think about one of the most uh, confounding of gospel, like scripture passages in the gospel is Mark chapter 10. And this is where Jesus um, sets off for Jerusalem, right? Sets off for Jerusalem where he will undergo his final passion, his betrayal, his death. And he sets off up the hill and it says that his disciples, as they looked at him, right? See him walking off to Jerusalem, them being invited to follow him. It says that they were amazed and afraid, amazed and afraid, right? And to think about Jesus entering into the future, everything that was in his mind predicted, foretold um, by the prophets and that he knew that his father was calling him to, and yet at the same time was completely uncertain and held within it in the future in a passion, a suffering that was un, inconsiderable. And, uh, and he still just willingly went into the future with this unbounded trust. And so, yeah, to, to really appreciate that amazed and afraid that we too are called to enter into the future, no matter what might come, not with this rose colored, oh, so then following Jesus, everything will be fine. It's like, no, it might be really hard might demand everything from us. But with Jesus leading the way and following him and leaning on him, 
we know that we'll have everything we need because he's with us. He's gone before us and he's offered the opportunity to redeem those moments of difficulty into the the glory of, of his redemption. So where do we need to live this out? In the, the top invitation, I think this is a great challenge for all of us in appreciating the the, uh, the temptation to worry about our time and the preciousness of time. And it seems like so many of us have limited time. Could we have more than 24 hours in a day? Do we need to cut back on sleep or on eating or on? It's like, no, 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 hold on, hold on a second. What about in learning to really trust God with our future that we would make prayer a priority, right? We would make our relationship with him a priority, So she says in that first invitation, we know that we cannot control the future, but at the same time, we have desires and needs on the road ahead. What we can plan for, no matter what, is making our relationship with God a priority. He will honor that greatly, helping us to recognize that the gift of time set aside in prayer is our tangible act of trust in Him. In my busy schedule, do I make time every day for prayer? So this to me is, uh, yeah, one of the ways that the Lord has so, so brought me along and and challenged me and and allowed me to really come to trust in him and to see that by putting him first, I don't lose anything at all, but actually gain so much more. So that the gift of time set aside in prayer is our tangible act of trust in him. So, yeah, I don't know about you. This is just a way that the devil loves to, to tempt me that whenever I I have this time, like, okay, here, I'm going to set it aside in prayer. I have this overwhelming temptation. I'm like, but what if you could get one more email done? Or what if you could send one more text? Or what if you could um, read one more thing? And it's like, no, 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 I just need to go and um, pray. Or then it's also like, but you also need to get ready for what's coming up afterwards. And, and maybe you could get there a little bit early. Maybe instead of praying for a whole hour, like I've committed to do, what if you just pray for 45 minutes? Or, you know, 30 minutes is really all the time that you have. And it's amazing. It's amazing. Every time that I just renounce those lies and say, no, I'm going to pray for a full hour. I find that I have more time than I realized that I that I had. Um, have you ever found this out with like going to mass on um, during the day or maybe it on just on a Sunday? Could just You could have a lot there with your family and everything that's looking ahead. Um, I find this especially with people go into confession. It seems like every time they're like, oh, yeah, I've really been meaning to go to confession, but man, it's just not a convenient time. I have so many other things that I need to do and I'm just not going to have time for it based on what my future just really holds. And then sometimes people go to confession and they realize, okay, well, I do have like 15 minutes. I can show up and hop in line and, and everything's going to be good. And then there's like a long confession line. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't have this time. Here's what's amazing. Every single time that uh, I, you know, in this situation, I'm like had to wait for a longer time in confession. Every single time it was worth it and the Lord took care of it. And again, it's like I had more time after, you know, giving a full hour to making that that time for confession or whatever it was. Or um, maybe you could relate to like going to a Sunday mass. Like, oh gosh, you're like just got so much. And then you're just there. 
and the opening hymn starts in the prayer, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it's just like, oh, yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be. And it just kind of aligns everything else in our, our life that we realize, yeah, yeah, he's going to take, he's going to take care of it. And he just kind of removes that anxiety and um, makes straight our paths. So um, please take time with that invitation and, and the other ones to really come to, to bring any anxiety that you might have about the future to him and to lean into him and just to, to allow him to, to speak to your heart and invite you to really allow him to take it off of you and to give you that freedom to really trust him with your time and with your future. With that, let's turn to our litany in the back and pray, asking once again, as we do, for the grace to really pray this with our entire height, our entire heart, with all sincerity, such that we can come to truly, completely abandon ourselves and trust to Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Litany of Trust. From the belief that I have to earn your love, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that I am unlovable, deliver me, Jesus. From the false security that I have what it takes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that trusting you will leave me more destitute, deliver me, Jesus. From all suspicion of your words and promises, deliver me, Jesus. From the rebellion against childlike dependency on you, deliver me, Jesus. From refusals and reluctances and accepting your will, deliver me, Jesus. From anxiety about the future, deliver me, Jesus. From resentment or excessive preoccupation with the past, deliver me, Jesus. From restless self-seeking in the present moment, deliver me, Jesus. From disbelief in your love and presence, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being asked to give more than I have, deliver me, Jesus. From the belief that my life has no meaning or worth, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of what love demands, deliver me, Jesus. From discouragement, deliver me, Jesus. That you are continually holding me, sustaining me, loving me, Jesus, I trust in you. That your love goes deeper than my sins and failings and transforms me. Jesus, I trust in you. That not knowing what tomorrow brings is an invitation to lean on you. Jesus, I trust in you. That you are with me in my suffering. Jesus, I trust in you. That my suffering united to your own will bear fruit in this life and the next. Jesus, I trust in you. That you will not leave me orphan. That you are present in your church. Jesus, I trust in you. That your plan is better than anything else. Jesus, I trust in you. That you always hear me and in your goodness always respond to me. Jesus, I trust in you. That you give me the grace to accept forgiveness and to forgive others. Jesus, I trust in you. That you give me all the strength I need for what is asked. Jesus, I trust in you. That my life is a gift. Jesus, I trust in you. That you will teach me to trust you. Jesus, I trust in you. That you are my Lord and my God. Jesus, I trust in you. That I am your beloved one. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this episode. To learn more about Drybones Ministries, events, and initiatives, and to support this podcast, go to drybonespgh.org. Thanks. And God bless you.